Welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. Uh, my name is Van Santos, and as always, I'm joined by my old pal, Corey Bell. Um, we had a really fun conversation today with one of my old college roommates, longtime friend, Ben Harrington. We talked about the great migration from corporate America working in, in office uh, buildings and office spaces to uh, working remotely. And literally cried uh, a couple times during this episode. Uh, Eli, you're, you're a mean, mean man, but I love you. Love you so much. Uh, your, your icebreakers this week were absolutely flawless, and uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear what some of these questions were. Uh, we had a lot of questions from the crowd this week, uh, so that was most of our uh, kind of outline, and uh, I, I absolutely loved it and kind of hearing about everyone's story from how they really did get you know, migrated to, to, to the house and working from home. Uh, pretty excited to, to kind of give everybody a listen. As always, you can check us out on Twitter at talking underscore B underscore S and on Instagram at talking underscore B S on the TikTok machine. You kids know where Youngins. to find it. Without further ado, here is another episode of Talking BS working remotely. 38. Welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. We are here today joined by a legend, the one and only Ben Harrington. We put out an episode on Monday with him, and we thought, I thought, that we would just have him on some distant episode in a couple weeks, months, whatnot, and then we decided just to, to just go ahead and have him on, on the, next, uh, the next episode. So here we are, episode 38. We're going to talk a lot about working remotely, um, but just a little background on Ben. He was my not my first, but my second college roommate. My first one only lasted about six weeks. Is that right? Yeah. About I'm forever six. in your heart. Though. Yeah. Forever in my heart. Not number one, but roommate, but number one in my heart. How about that? Yeah. Um, so we were college roommates together for a while. He was the drummer in Velderos, our band. Um, voted best beard. Radio Silence Commence. Radio Silence Commence. Voted best beard by all of campus. Um, yep. What else? Known as Slim Jim to Corey. Was known as Slim Dude, Jim. I, go ahead and do it. Here we go. I don't, I don't know who put you in my phone as Slim Jim all those years ago, but like it was the first thing when, when, you're, when you know, the group text popped up, it said Van and Slim Jim. And I was like, who in the hell are we talking to right so, now? I like, oh, I, it's Ben. I, send a, I, I laughed so hard. I send a group chat text out to, the, to Corey and Ben to set up this episode, and sure enough, your name pops up in Corey's phone as Slim Jim because in college, you, that was your nickname. I was Spam Jew Toast, which that's a whole other different weird thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, thanks a lot, Professor Golf. Uh, yep. Oh, hey, Katie almost gave you a nickname tonight, by the way. Oh, no. So everything obviously is, if you guys can't see it really, but everything behind me is pure and total chaos. There's a washer and dryer, a stove, a, everything is behind me because of the new hardware. But we, uh, my, my stand for my mic, is, it's, it's a jam stand. Right, but it was sitting out on the table because we recorded last night, recording in tonight. So I just left it out instead of putting it up. And uh, it had, you know, it says jam stands on the side. And she was looking at it, and she the D looked like an O, and she goes, "Is that is that jam Stanos? Is that is that like Van's <laughs> wedding singer? Like you know, jam Stanos? <laughs> jam Stanos? Is that is that what he goes as a stage name? That's weird. I was like, that's just pretty good. That's I'm gonna have to tell him that. It's actually pretty good. 
So anyways, Ben, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to your first actual episode, but we're very excited to have you. We've remained friends over the last 13 years now. 12, 13? Oh my gosh. 13. 2008. Yeah, yeah that's it. So uh, lovers of, of music and... Uh, here we are. We're going to talk about working remotely. You actually hit me up a couple weeks ago, uh, mentioning this great migration of from like corporate of corporate America from buildings to homes and like you know moving to remote. So yeah, that's what we're going to jump into. But welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Any, any of your own intro you'd like to give? What do we miss? What do we need to know about you? Uh, I'm really upset that you said lovers of music instead of just lovers. Uh, <laughs> that's where I thought you were going. So I was like, all right, weird flex, but I'll I'll run with it. This is a this is a great start to the podcast. So, um, <laughs> all right, I'll give you the option. Do you want to do the icebreakers first, or or do you have any recap topics you want to go over? I have so many recap topics. Okay, we would have to have another episode. So let's just go into the icebreakers. Okay, fair. okay, I'm gonna pull these up now. A little backstory here. Uh, Eli doesn't know you very well. Did have you guys ever met? I think we met think, one time. Okay, but he sent a one round of questions, and I said, I don't know. These are kind of boring ben is a little bit oh, more no. vulgar i was like let's give it give us some spice here so the second round of questions he sent me were pretty uh yeah all right here we go number one icebreakers with eli um let's see you have to wear a t-shirt with one word on it for one year which word do you choose the same t-shirt every day for a whole year what are you choosing oh eli oh eli that's a tough one one word for my entire year. Man, I'm going to say, let's just go cuddles. <laughs> cuddles? Ooh, cu- I like cuddles. Corey, what are you going on? I mean, Yahtzee. Yahtzee? Go on, go Yahtzee. Go on, Yahtzee. Because, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. Now, where that conversation goes, I have no idea. <clears throat> but it's a conversation starter. This is going to be very childish. I'm going to just go dude. Just dude. Cause like, dude. I thought about doing Bama. Or like the dude. I don't know. Bama? That's two words. Bama? I mean, doing Bama. Yeah. I mean, it's representing. I guess you're not really making a statement, though. You know? No. So, cuddles, dude. Cuddles makes a statement. It does. Cuddles makes cuddles. a statement. Does that, yep. does that mean you like cuddles or your name is Cuddles? I mean, or, you know what? Just, That's the conversation starter. Yeah, that's right exactly. There. They're like, dude, you know? why does your shirt say Cuddles? That's crazy. But see, dude. See, I said that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, number two. Okay. By the way, I, me- I messed this whole thing up. The-, the first two aren't vulgar. The last one is just insane. But here we go. The second one. Describe your worst date ever. Oh, man. You have any bad dates? So actually, it'd be my La- first Lana, turn date it off, turn off. with my wife. <laughs> okay. There we go. Oh, no. and, it, we go. and it was just the ending. So we oh. go out. <laughs> There's a happy ending dinner. joke in there somewhere. Where are we going with this? Where are we so, going with this? So we go out to eat dinner. I take her back to her house. She like shows me around her house. And yeah, then it's the end of the date. And we're just standing there. And she opens the door. And I just walked out. I, d- <laughs> I just said bye and left. Okay. Like, immediately left, left, got in my car, and drove away. This is, this is prime... Time for Corey to well say, done. bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Ha-ha. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it worked out. <laughs> so Ben just turns, just tucks tail and turns. Yep. Just gone. Oh, bye. I panicked. I panicked. Well, this was... Bye. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even... I don't that's even, pretty good. Well, All right. Eli says, in last. 
but not oh, this least. I'm scared of this one. Dot, 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 dot. And then he skips down like six different, it's like all the way down the page. I don't know why. It's just for dramatic effect. But here you go. Would you rather fart every time you orgasm <laughs> or orgasm every time you fart? <laughs> Uh, definitely the first one. I mean, like you can get you can get over the first one, but like the second one kind of puts you in some really awkward conversations. I mean, you're in the grocery store and like like there's no crop dusting at that point. Like shout the open. You're just an uncontrollable thing in public. Yeah, at least, I mean, at least the first one you could kind of try to explain it ahead of time. Like, hey, listen, something. Unnatural is going to occur, and uh, Yahtzee, <laughs> Yahtzee. dude, cuddles, uh, dude, not cuddles. Oh, oh man. man. Well, oh. well, I mean, we also didn't specify. Is is there noise with this fart? Oh, this is, is just stench? a stench. I mean, okay. like you know, so depends oh, on the man. nature as well. Okay, but still, for, first one for sure. Man, that's. It's uh, it's telling as well. It's a lot of confidence in the pre- the pre performance. Do you know what I'm saying? Before the moment happens, it's like okay, well, we're in it now. Wow, Eli um, definitely <laughs> turned up the game. I, we're gonna save. He said he wanted to save the others for uh, for later for another guest that he didn't know as well. So yeah, oh, all right. That well, good. that was a good start. I do feel oh, like the ice man, has been broken. Yeah. Um, any for for real though? Any recap topics? Like a couple short ones that you want to jump in on. Oh, not that I can really think of over the, like, at the top of my head. Cool, cool. All what right. about Ted Lasso episode three? Nothing nothing you want to hit on, on I'm that? Still you know, I'm still crying. I'm still crying. Did you rewatch it after we had the talk? No, I wanted to, but, you know, I just, my heart couldn't take the tears last night. Fair. You know. Fair. Tonight, probably, though. Uh, after this, I'm going to have a real good cry. Do it. All right. So, for the main event... This little thing called COVID-19 happened uh, last year, and uh, it, it created this mass migration, as, as Ben was describing it to me, which I mean, we all, we've all experienced it, from corporate America in towers working in offices to everybody's at home, and we're trying to figure out how to run a business, run a company, run America, run the economy from everybody working in their own bedrooms, living rooms, lofts, studios, apartments, offices, whatever. Um, but uh, that's setting the stage. And uh, Ben, we'll just this is your podcast now. Just take it away. <laughs> Have at it. <laughs> well, Corey, so like when COVID hit, did you go remote at all for any period of time? Or are you still remote? I, like- I remember very vividly. It was March 12th last year. Uh, I was actually in Durham on business, uh, working from the branch there. I was supposed to be driving from Durham to stop overnight in Charlotte for March 13th. March 12th, we got a notice from the company that said, hey, any, if you don't need to be at the office, be home. And I, I, had, this, I had a couple calendars in my office down in Greenville. The next time I saw those calendars, um, it still said March 12th, Durham. And it was, I want to say September when I finally got to go back and actually see it. So, I mean, there were six, seven, eight months there where I, I, did, I didn't, I worked from home. That's exactly what I did. Uh, I progressed, you know, gradually through it. And then starting probably in the fall, uh, I started getting out just a little bit, not, not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, and then we kind of shut it down again. It, it, just, it, was, it was like phases for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really was, unless you absolutely had to travel, don't go. Uh, and then it, I mean, then towards the, uh, kind of 
more beginning of this year, they told us to kind of start opening it back up and doing some more. Uh, but it still it still wasn't a lot. Uh, I'm definitely more now, uh, especially after post vaccination. But yeah, I mean they've they've limited. Like for example, we have a uh, giant company meeting coming up in September. It's supposed to be over like 600 people uh, there to to kind of do a joint event for the last company that we bought. And uh, they sent out an announcement like at 4:30 on a Friday, which is pretty crappy in and of itself that basically said hey if you're not vaccinated you can't go that's <laughs> by the way that this is a pre-covid thing you whenever you have bad news to give you give it at 4 45 on a friday yeah. it's exactly Dude, what I mean, that's, that's that's yeah. just really and, and an e- in a mass weekend. email oh yeah like yeah, nothing 100%. i'm like what are, what are we doing here yeah what are, what are we doing the 445, i wasn't i wasn't too happy uh, with that. the 445 on a friday email is the best yeah um, i was not happy i've been on that. a job hunt for like the last seven months how many? I've gotten so many Friday at 4:45s. Like, hey, we regret to inform you that we've decided to go in another direction. 4:45 on Friday. I'm just like, get out of here, because then you, they know like you can't call them. They're they're not working. They're off. So yeah, yeah. they're gone. They're gone. Uh, Did y'all have to do that, Ben? I mean, were y'all yeah. were y'all just immediately out, or were y'all kind of hit and miss? No, it was immediate. And it's funny you said that about your calendar because <clears throat> I remember whenever like COVID first hit, they were like, okay, two weeks remote, and then we'll come back. So like, and I mean, they never fully came back up until the time I left that company. But like, I remember I had to go back in like June or July to get a new computer and walking in the office was like, you know, what, I can't remember what show it is. It's like the 100 or the left behind or something where it looks just like people were zapped out of oh, their chairs. Left behind. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just sitting there. Cause it like, yeah. there were like hoodies, there were cups on desks. Yeah. And it was just like, what the heck? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, up until the time I left that place, I was never fully, fully back in the office. Um, I feel like that's the same for so many people. You know, it's just like this thing just keeps going and going and going. So it's crazy how companies had to adapt really fast and learn how to operate that way. Like the learning curve. Because businesses, I mean, some. so you're, you work for a tech company. You've worked for tech companies for years now right yeah you're probably a little bit more well equipped to like adapt in a technology technological world uh there's a lot of companies that were not ready for that at all they're using like 15 year old computers what is zoom right what what is teams what what are these programs here um so i would assume that there are some industries that were just crushed yeah so that company (laughs) that i worked for we worked with construction finance so like we worked with banks lenders uh talk about an industry that was not prepared for covid like i remember (laughs) a bunch of banks were like oh well we're going remote but we all have desktops they've never bought laptops for anybody so they're trying to buy laptops while there's a shortage of like i mean that was during like the toilet paper yeah distribution lines were in in trouble 2020 you know it's just like (laughs) so you can't get anything it was pandemonium for months it felt like so yeah definitely it was really interesting to see you know places like that and like schools you know like all these you know ivy league colleges who forever have said oh you have to come here to get the most out of your learning and then all of a sudden have to pivot and be like you can get the same education from home online that so do you think do you think that was like the biggest thing you probably saw i mean obviously you got to keep the company running right you got to you got to keep it profitable you got to be able to make the make make some make some dough at the end of the day right was that the biggest thing they learned was just flexibility or was it 
oh no, we have to prepare for X, Y, and Z no matter what? Well, I think COVID has been so hard because I think so many people, when they went remote, were like, oh man, I've got to work even harder to make sure that the company does well so I'm not part of this massive like stream of people getting laid off, getting furloughed. It's like, you know, I have to work more. <laughs> I have to push through so that we can remain profitable and, you know, not as flexible actually, um, which has been interesting because the company I work for now is like very flexible, remote kind of work. So, well, and then some companies like completely thrived. I mean, you look like a, a company like Amazon that like just yeah. skyrocketed, like the, the <laughs> essential, the essential businesses went in one direction and the non-essentials were like the hospitality industry plummeted plummets in the other direction. Um, but it definitely, you're right. And it, it took priorities and it kind of like flipped upside down, like, um, just importance of things that I thought the academic point you just made was crazy because, you know, you looked at online schools before as like this cut, you know, second rate, like, eh, you just kind of throw it away. Like you just imagine going online clicking some boxes and getting a degree, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And then like Vanderbilt university is like, yeah, you're going to go full remote and we still want your $75,000 a year. Exactly. You know, it's <laughs> like, well, change. that's, you know, there's so much like that where it's just like, Oh, you know, they've said for years, you can't like, this is not the same remote. And then at first there's a learning yeah. curve, but then people adapt to it. It's like, you know, by the end of summer, you know, that's when the flexibility and people are like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. And now, people are telling them, oh, yeah, we want you to come back in the office now because you work better here. And it's like, that's a lie. So, so that, is these a, that actually are, is a lie. Like all these people are leaving their jobs now, like me, to go work someplace that is like, yeah, cool, work wherever you want. Yeah. That's fine. So, yep, okay. That is a proven lie. Perfect, right? uh, I mean. perfect segue there. So that's kind of the overall broad view. We uh, crowdsourced a lot of questions that have to do a little bit more with like our own personal experiences. Um, and so we're just going to kind of run through these questions. And I think at the end, we'll probably open it up and ask a, a bigger question of like, where are we headed and all that good stuff. But if you guys are ready, let's dig into these um, a little bit more pers personal questions. So yeah. I'm going to start it off with a secret guest that was not on our list because I always do this. But Lena has some questions for you. Okay. Hey, -oh. this is Ben's wife for those of you at home. Um, all right. So she says, when people think, uh, when people that don't work from home hear you say, hear you, wow, I'm going to cut that part out because I can't read. Uh, <laughs> when people that don't work from home hear you work from home, they normally think it's like a glamorous lifestyle, which for some it is. But do you experience any moments that are threatening to your mental health or how do you combat that? 100%. Especially like, and I, I think there's also like a difference between covid work from home mm -hmm. and like real work from home so like during covid mm -hmm. when i was like don't leave as much as possible i would go like days without leaving the open in the front door i mean i would like go outside in my yeah. backyard but like i wouldn't leave the property of my house yeah and i would just like get in some real dark mental places just being like what is my existence mm, yeah yeah now post yeah i mean it's <clears throat> it still gets kind of weird, but for the most part I can be like, Oh, I'm going to go up and get a coffee or I'm going to go grab lunch with somebody today. So it's not go do a podcast every yeah, now and then. Exactly. It's, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, Lenny actually had a same, similar question. Uh, Lenny Gomez texted me and said, do you think it's important to make an effort to get out of the house every day to maintain good mental health? 100%. Oh, yeah, 
You gotta, I mean, gotta f- change it up. I, yeah. need, I gotta see something else other than my four walls, you know? Yeah. Well, I try to ride my bike every morning mm-hmm. before work. Um, so that is kind of like, I call it my church, call it the church of the drop bar. I gotta do a sermon every day. Um, <laughs> nice. So, you know, that helps immensely. But yeah, getting out is essentially, you can't just stay in your house all of the time. No. You're going to be doing no, any triathlons right. anytime soon with uh, our buddy Ryan? No, Ryan. I'm way too fat for a triathlon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, like, I, like, even, like, not even working from home, right? But like, with me being here all the time now, uh, or a lot more in general when I'm not, you know, traveling and stuff, like, Katie would be like, hey, do you, do you mind just letting us ride with you to the grocery store? Like, can we just ride with you while you go somewhere just so we can get out of the house? Like, I mean, it's, it, it really is crazy. It's the same, you know, same effect. I know Van, uh, him and Kimberly for a while, like, they would almost fight on who got to go walk wilder, right? Just to kind of get out of the house. I love, I love the walk. dog. I love the dog walk excuse. <laughs> I got to go walk the dog. It's like, no. I'm, it's like I'm a chain smoker, but I'm, but I'm a chain dog walker. Do you know what I'm saying? I nope. got I to gotta go take 10, go walk the dog. <laughs> Um, all right, back to Lana's question. Actually, Kimberly, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go, go. go. go, go. No, 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 I was going to, well, that just reminded me of one of Kimberly's questions yeah. that she had asked you is how has that affected your relationship? She said with your spouse and with your pets. Yes. So obviously you, you and Wilder got a little closer doing some walking, right? It's very true. And Kimberly was still working full time um, through the first up until a couple, like two months ago. So she would leave the house every day and it was just me and the dog, man. He loved the shit out of me. <laughs> best friends, man. Just yep. best friend, like the slow mo video with like we're running outside and I'm like throwing him in the air. It's like yay. So how's that? How's that changed in the last two months then with uh, with Kimberly yeah, now working? He doesn't, you know, it's right not, where Ben's sitting. Yeah, it's not uh, the same. He he has split. <laughs> um, he does. He he's a mama's boy. He does love mom. Yeah. very much. Um, all right, that. back to Lena's second question. She said, please tell us about some of your famous work from home lunches that you've created. That oh, this, uh, she said that, and I ooh. was immediately intrigued. I was like, what, what are we making here? Okay. So one of my favorite things about working from home is well, you're, that you're a foodie to begin with. Yeah. So you, you guys cook hella good food, but, but like keep going. not having to, you know, pack like pre-planned lunches for a week pack lunch, take it, and, like, eat your sad peanut butter sandwich in a cafeteria and just think of the shame of your life. Um, It's really nice to just be like, okay, it's lunchtime. I'm going to go look in my fridge, have access to my stove. I've got leftovers, so what can I make with these leftovers? Such hits as the spaghetti sandwich, which recently has augmented to the spaghetti grilled burrito. Don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) What? <laughs> what are you? Reheat, what are you doing over there? You, you reheat old spaghetti, okay, and then you put it in a tortilla with cheese. Okay. wrap it like a burrito, and grill the burrito so the burrito gets a little crispy. Oh my god! I mean, it's like you're eating spaghetti with garlic bread, kind of, but it's just oh a handheld mechanism. Um, I've <laughs> made quesadillas out of just all kinds of things. I mean. <laughs> You think of a leftover, I've probably made a quesadilla out of it. Oh, my gosh. But you know That's what? Awesome. They're all good. And you experiment. You get a little creative on your lunchtime. You know, you flex some different muscles than your work muscles. It's a fantastic I don't have break. that creativity You should TikTok all of these. You would, be, you, would yes. be fa- you would be famous on TikTok. I mean, Van got <clears throat> 50,000 views from eating two bites of chicken sandwiches. Bur- I mean, so, just, yeah, if you're actually making... Burger King. That's all it was. Just Burger King. Crazy. That's pretty impressive, though. Um, 
All right. So this kind of went into, um, Corey, I think you teed up a question like this, but Lane also said, tell us about your home office decor and how to set a vibe. And Corey, I know you also had questions about this. If you want, I did. I mean, like, you know, we kind of went from at first, right. We talked about kind of the transition, right. And we, we transitioned into everything was just remote, but you're just, you're still a phone call. Right, it was all on a phone call. It was all a conference call, nothing crazy. All right, then Zoom came along. You did the Zoom calls, but you didn't really get on video. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, everybody's getting on video. You know, we had to we had to build that collaboration, right? You gotta you gotta you gotta see virtually at least who you're talking to, and like it just gradually progressed. Like I remember, I yelled at a rep like one of the, a while back. I was like, dude, it's so unprofessional. Get off your couch. Do not take a call with me on your couch. You better oh, have boy. you know be it something. Ooh. I was we like, we will be, be professional call in some <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> we will be professional in some manner. So it has, it's like for me, I completely redid my office and I made sure like that was one of the first things that we did. And I still most of the time will put up a crazy background behind me. Like, I mean, y'all saw it when I jumped on here, you know, just right now, I automatically had a background on there, right? Yeah. I'd turn that off. And I, you know, I don't know. To me, it's just a more professional. Have you guys done anything like that? Like, like Lana was saying, decor wise <laughs> for the, uh, for the home office? hundred percent. So like, Completely redid our office uh, probably about, I guess, close to a year ago now. So, you know, I had a standing desk. We both got standing desks, like the motorized sit-stand desks, which stuff like that I think is hugely important for, like, your health. Talk talk about that for a second. I mean, man, just, like, being able to stand for a long period of time and work, it's just so much more comfortable than sitting down all day. It's better for you, especially if you're wearing the adequate footwear, a.k.a. Crocs. An oh. essential. <laughs> Hold on, now, now you're essential. Uh, they're the greatest footwear ever, Corey. The they're man, fashionable now. Uh, so. I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. I you really did. Did you I notice really in did. Suicide Squad? Did you watch that one yet? Oh, yeah. I the, did the, the new pris- one. Prisoners yes. are wearing, wearing Crocs. I did notice that. that. Maybe laugh. Yeah, the good. orange Crocs. But you are, he is a lover of Crocs. Yes. And I had to sneak that in somewhere. Yeah. So <laughs> had to be done. So we've covered spaghetti burritos and Crocs. We got two of the. Four, I don't know. How. Exactly. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so like I think like having a an environment where you're really comfortable, you know, like a nice chair, a good desk, like uh, kind of an office setup that makes you feel comfortable is hugely important. And then to go with that, like good internet, mm. you know, like a nice pair of headphones yeah, and a decent microphone. Good. So you like even if it's just you know AirPods are yeah. a perfectly fine example yeah. of that. Just so that like you know it's not just the worst audio in the world. People can hear you. You can hear people. There's no barriers. And then as far as setting a vibe, I'm all about the vibe. So you, like, you got I, some cool lights in there. Yeah. I've got like the Philips Hue colored lights. And I just, I mean, oh, I yeah. love to have like, I want to feel very comfortable if I'm working for a long period of time. So I'll turn on the colored lights, set oh, the vibe, yeah. get the, like the lo-fi beats yeah. going and yeah. I can just truck on some work. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, your 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 awesome. office is very vibey. There, it just feels like oh, we're in a space right now. We're yep. just we're in. The- is that where you were at last night when we were doing? Yeah, it? you saw there, it. The, yeah, because I was like, it's purple. Is it purple in his in his house? Right? Yeah. Like, is it purple? Right? I wasn't. I wasn't oh, I'm not crazy. Dude, so I love purple. Your lights. alarm went off. You ran off to the back, and I told Corey in the in the break. I was like, he's got this feng shui thing going on yeah. there, yep. and it's pretty awesome. And you just yep. conveniently don't see the rest of my office, which is basically all star wars stuff 
Ooh. So <laughs> nobody but me sees well, that. Well, that was so the, you get your personal and your professional all yes, nicely. Yes. Uh, and I like that. Well done, sir. And that well was done. our other option for uh, his episode was going to be Star Wars potentially. But, I do love so, Star Wars, and that's still not off the table. Still, I'm sure. Still, yeah, we're going to get there. some more uh, Mandalorian and some all. Con- There's so many series coming out. And we'll come back far, to that. Far away. Um, Lena's last question was back to dogs. She said, Finn wants to know if you enjoy being home with him all the time. Mm. It depends on the day. Dan- hour, hey, listen, the listen, minute. you're damn right. It does because I love my dog, but sometimes ooh. your dog is also seven pounds. Okay. My dog is 75 pounds. So like if he yeah, wants attention, you're right. He will literally like push my chair over and like <laughs> jump on my lap. And I feel, yeah, I feel personally violated sometimes. See, my dog's so old, he's like geriatric. So he's just like, he just lays there. Oh. He just, he's, he's there. I'm like, hey, Bear, you good? He'll kind of look at me, he'll woof, and he'll lay, lay back down. I'm like, perfect dog. Water's also so small that when he runs away from me, he, he runs away from me. Like, you can't, there's no catching him. Speaking of, he's, he's like a rabbit. Speaking I mean, of, he's, he's, like not, he's knocking on the door right now. Speaking oh, of, there you go. But he'll go under our table, our dinner and dining room table. And it's just, there's no catching him. He's so fast and small, and he's gone. Moving on. Lena, thank you so much for giving us those, those great little questions. I know you got some insight, which is awesome. I love reaching out to the significant other because there's just always a little bit of like inside knowledge around. We're going to put you on the spot. I'm just glad I could spread the gospel of the spaghetti burrito. That's impressive. She's <laughs> disgusted by it. Uh, like, I'm, I don't know if I'm disgusted. sold. I'm intrigued. I don't, I don't know if I'm sold, but I would try it uh, for sure. I took a picture. I cut it, like got a good cross section. I'll show you guys later. Nice. Because I sent it to her. I said, tell nice. me this doesn't look delicious. <laughs> I bet she said this doesn't look delicious. <laughs> yeah, but she showed all of her male coworkers. And they're like, hell yeah, I do that. So, uh, yep. All right. So uh, moving on from decor, how about comfort? We, we talked about comfort a little bit. Um, but I think it was Evan that said, ooh, where did it go? I've lost Have it. Have you bought new chairs for your lumbar support? Or whatever. Is that from Evan? Who is that from? Evan. That's from Evan. Uh, like second bullet under his name. Mm, there it is. Yep. You read it already. Have you bought new chairs for your lumbar support or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Chairs. Did you ball out on chairs? I'm sure you did. Yeah. Well, yeah. so before I was in the tech thing, I did music and music people were very much all about their like crazy expensive chairs. And I totally agree. Life is far too short to sit in a shitty chair for 40 hours a week. Dude, that's a lot of hours. Like, if you think about it, like... A lot if, of hours. If you're going to spend that much time sitting there, why would you sit yeah. in, like, an Office Depot $99 yeah. just piece of shit? No. It's your... I mean, it's, it's, it's like when I valeted for all of those years. It was like, why would you go buy a $30 pair of Walmart shoes? Like, I'm going to go spend $150 on a nice pair of Nikes and save my knees and my ankles. Same deal. They're monarchs, Dude, baby. It's like, this yep. is your back. This is your back. This is your neck. You know, yeah. you got to have some, you got to have some support there. Yeah. I mean, like 500 plus dollars, like it sounds like a lot to spend on a chair. But when you think about how long you will probably sit in that chair, the build quality of it and like how comfortable it will be for you and how many issues it will prevent. Yeah. It is so worth it. Do you sit or stand in the same place the whole time? Cause I move often. Like every two hours I got to move to a different location. Oh, Anybody yeah. else? I mean, I'll like, I'll sit for a little bit, then I'll stand. Yeah. I've got two standing positions. Gotcha. So I've got a couple of different you positions. You can stand, I like to stand two in. different ways. Yeah. That's awesome. I like to stand with my legs apart sometimes. So okay. I can stretch a little bit. Okay. Um, 
you know, and then I've got a couch in my office that I sit at, sit at the dining room table. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sit outside if my dog won't just absolutely lose his mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I move often. I like, I love the morning because we do have a little bar area in our kitchen. I love putting the computer up on the bar, got the coffee and I just stand up. I'll stand there for an hour or two. I migrate to the office, have a little sit down on my, my chair. Sometimes in the afternoon, I got this bean bag right here that Kimberly bought me. Oh, and oh I think so nice. All over that. I'm gonna be honest. It is around around 1:30 p.m. Man, it's it dangerous. is. It is. It's. It That's is dangerous. Da- it's a dangerous da- time to okay, lay down there. It is dangerous, especially depending on. Well, I, I have not tried you, a spaghetti listen, burrito for lunch. Spaghetti but, burrito. <laughs> I've not had that. <laughs> You'd be energized. But, That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but I will say I have had Baja burrito and then gotten in the, the oh, bean bag. And I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ben knows, so ben knows the joy of the fish burrito. He was the, we the oh, first so one. Good. I know Joey told you about it. Yeah. But was that it? Yeah, that was it. So good. So I move all over the place. And I, Kimberly's, Kimberly's pretty... She'll get up and move around, but she always comes back to kind of the same spot. But I'm like, uh, all right, I got to move. And it's dining room table, standing yep. up, sitting down, you know, the whole thing. That's another great I, part about working from home. Like, yeah. if you do that in the office, people are like, what are you doing? Like, where where were you? Like, you were just over here. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing anything? Surprise. Like, it just Surprise. automatically <laughs> boils down to like, are you being productive? Because you keep moving around. It's like, maybe I move around to be productive. Do you, okay. So, productivity. Corey, there it is. Yeah. It's just teed up. No, that's it's it. right there. We had that's a lot it. of questions about how productive are you at home. So, for one, Matt there's Snyder. Actually, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, no, there was actually a study that came out that, you know, we were talking about kind of the work-life balance and stuff and motivation and everything. People get more work done working from home than they do in the office. 100%. Mainly because they're working more hours. Like, you know, you kind of alluded to that. But they're working more out. Like, you're already there, so you're kind of in that mindset. And, you know, 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, you're still probably, you know, checking emails, doing some work where if you had that office away from, from the house, maybe not so much. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that go in there. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, Matt Snyder, you know, uh, wrote in with a, with a good question. What are some of the things that you do when, you, when you're around and you have that beanbag around there at 130 to, to stay focused? Uh, do, you, do you have a, you have own kind of method? What do you, what do, you do to kind of just keep centered in on actual work? I think the big thing is like not just try, trying to break up the work. Like don't, don't have lunch at your desk while you're working. You know, like you've got to yeah. take time, like go. Cause like a lot, I think a lot of people when they're in the office, they'll be like, Oh, let's go for a morning walk. Okay. Now I'm going to go somewhere for lunch. Hey, I'm going to go for a three o'clock walk to wake myself up, you know, like walk around the building. You should still be doing that at home instead of just sitting there trying to zone in because you're still getting more work done because at the office, like I remember when I started going in hybrid mm-hmm. after COVID, it was like, I would go in the office when I didn't have anything to do because the distraction level there compared to when you're at home, like you're, you're so easily accessible in an office. Like it's so easy for someone, even if you have headphones in to like walk up, like knock on your desk, like, Hey, you have a second. And it's like, Yes. Well, you're here, so I guess I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, now. <laughs> you know, you know they can like if you're remote, they can send you a message or like yes. that communication can happen asynchronously. Yeah. So much more easily yeah. and it's honestly better cuz you can stay focused on what you're doing, get back to that thought, probably give a better answer to whatever that question is and go about your merry day. You're and right. it's fun. You you cut through a lot of that red tape of Okay, they sent me a message. They said, hey, do you have two minutes? 
So I've got like an appropriate five minutes to respond to that and get my, get my thoughts together and say, sure. And now I've thought about it. There are distractions though. There really are. Um, uh, the dog, you know, the guitar, uh, I love playing music. I love listening to music pretty loudly. If that's headphones when Kimberly's in here or through speakers or whatnot, but that, that actually kind of energizes me. That doesn't really distract me as much. I don't know about you. Yeah. I you mean, music like take, most of the day. Yeah. Like taking a yeah. 10 minute break to yeah. like play guitar. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times in the office yeah. would you get up and like go to the bathroom or like go, yeah. go get water. And then you end up talking to mm-hmm. somebody who you haven't seen in a little bit. Like I think all of that, balances itself out probably more so you probably do less of it remote than you do in the office so even if you're taking like three 10 minute or 15 minute breaks to play guitar during the day or like really zone in on some new song that came out that you want to listen to you're still going to be more productive because the other time that you're like zoned in you are absolutely zoned in getting a lot more work done so go ahead i got distracted by tv now that i have like you know i had i have a tv in my office down in Greenville, right? But it's like you know, one of those little like remote antennas that get like four mm-hmm. channels, right? So there's not a ton. But having having the news sports center, whatever, like Matt Snyder wrote in that he's having a hard time staying uh, focused because of football right now. Yeah. Which hey, dude, hundred percent. Like yeah. As soon as as soon as we're getting in here, oh, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Yeah. Come college football time. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna be. I'm done. Uh, but that that I mean that's that's it for me. That in the news, I get sucked in, and and you know, I kind of. I, my head's always on a swivel. Trending topics on Twitter, I have to like stay away. Oh. Otherwise, I'll like, especially right now with everything that's going on, you just zigzag. It's just like keep going do, forever. Doom scrolling Twitter. Oh god! And like the trending topics of Twitter is so easy, and yeah. you can lose hours to that. So a, a lot of things we talk about balance on here a lot. It's like anything, too much of anything will kill you. Um, but. But it, I think it is a lot about finding that balance. Tom Wadnicki wrote in again, and he said, um, he said, as I work from home often, I actually feel as, as though I work more hours, almost out of a sense of guilt if I'm not plugged in from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Even now, taking five minutes to send this quote-unquote personal text message, I feel like I should be replying to an email or making a work phone call. And it's during what would usually be my lunch hour if I was off working. Like he means like working in person. He said, I rarely even take a lunch when I'm at home. Um, so you're gonna have people like that as well, where it's like, as soon as yep. you wake up now, I do, this made me think about something because it's like plugging in. Do you ever feel like a sense of anxiety? Like about, I feel like when I wake up, I'm like, Oh, I gotta get logged in. I gotta be available. Yep. You don't feel that now, as much. I, I, th- I, I think that, okay. so like this goes back to so many companies are being are remote right now. Okay. Or went remote at COVID. Yeah. But they didn't change anything about the way they do things to cater to being remote. Mm. And like, I had always heard that. I didn't really know it. So the company that I work for now, everybody's remote. It is a fully remote company. They've always been remote. So like the way that they approach that is so much different than a lot of companies who are like, well, we're remote because of COVID. Like they're trying to act like, they're an in-office company where you can be reached at any time, be pulled away for anything. And I'd say that's not, that's more on the company, I think, than the individual. Like that's, I think a lot of times companies are breeding that kind of environment of like, oh, you are just a Zoom call away. So you should be able to take a Zoom call at any time. Just like if you're at your desk in the office, even though like if you went to lunch, 
You would not yeah. be available, and they would just wait till you get back. Exactly. So I, yes. I think that's mostly the company kind of doing that. So I, I, I get that and I understand exactly what you're saying from an availability standpoint, but what about from just a pure team standpoint? I mean, you, you get to see them on Zoom, but don't we get to interact with them? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of different. Do you think that kind of pure remote, you know, that's the exact opposite, right? Where we, even right now we have some in the office, some out, right? You kind of still know, but, I, you know, I don't know everybody that works for us. I don't know everybody that works for me. But, you know, do you think that is affecting that in, in some kind of culture way, you know, for, for a company that's purely remote like yours? Uh, so the coming hour for, I don't really think so because they, they try, they, they know that that's a barrier. So like they actively Mm. work to Mm. get people to talk. Like we have a, we use this tool called Slack. A lot of people use it. It's like a chat platform. You know, there's a channel in there that like every month, um, there's this app, this little app that goes into Slack that pairs you up randomly with somebody else in the channel that you like have coffee with or a virtual meet, or if you are in the same location, you know, you go ahead and meet up in person. So you get to meet new people that way. You know, there's a couple people in the Nashville area. So we kind of made our own little chat room where we can talk about Nashville based things like, Hey, we should meet up. We should go to a Preds game, you know, that kind of stuff as well as like doing in-person things when they make sense. Also, you know, helps with that that that's being a very conscious company though i think yeah, that's a very is. smart idea because that when i when we first started in covid last year that was my biggest concern was like these companies are going to split everybody up and there's just not going to be any sort of team bonding any culture anything like that that is a very I, I, that's a, a super cool thing because you're going to have if you're in an office you're going to have random interactions while you're just running into somebody like oh i didn't know they did that or they're in this department or whatever so that's that's super cool. Um, I also thought about, Kimberly asked a question. She said, do you have a set schedule? And I guess sometimes the business would dictate it, but in like, I don't know, do you, do you have some sort of set schedule where you're like, okay, I get up every day at seven. She does her little morning motivation, you know, journal. Gratitude, we talked about, we talked about self-care, journal. gratitude journal. She has like mm-hmm. a, a set schedule. And so she's pretty structured to that. I'm not as, as good, but <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a set, do you set like a time outside of like work stuff for yourself? Like, oh yeah. I okay. mean like I I wake up every morning like six fifteen ish. Yeah. I get up, I go for a bike ride, I come back, I like make my coffee. I'm really into like these kind of like ritualistic hobbies. I think that's why I like music, but like it's like making a cup of coffee before I start work is like a way to get centered before I start working. And then, you know, I log on from, you know, eight to five, take a lunch whenever, you know, I'm at a good stopping point for the day. Yeah. But I definitely think keeping a schedule is hugely important. It helps make it feel more like work. Kind of, and getting back to the office thing, like having a good space where you work in. Mm. Sometimes I think for a lot of people, the problem with trying to move around is that then work is everywhere in the house. That's a good point. Everywhere is a workspace. Whereas if you just work in your office, so that's why, like, if you have an office, having a couch in your home office, like, Oh, I send this couch, but this is my workspace still. So when I leave the office, I'm no longer working. So with that, right, with being that comfortable place, if you're on your couch, if you're doing what, I'm sure, especially being as remote as you have, one of Matt Snyder's other questions was, what's the funniest thing that you have witnessed while on a Zoom call? Because I'm sure there has been something. I have a story for this when you're done. (laughs) So I I worked with this, this guy who... You know, he had very, very young kids. 
and we, we were on a Zoom meeting one day, and all of a sudden he just puts his hand up, and he's like moving it back and forth. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm trying not to say anything. Yeah. But it goes like 10 minutes with this dude doing this. I'm like, and so finally, I like interrupt this meeting and say, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, my daughter's naked behind my hand. So I'm oh. blocking her. <laughs> 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 no. like, okay, that, make, that makes yeah. sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe we go right, off. That was better than my story. Maybe that we go, was definitely maybe we better go than my story. Off camera there. Yeah. Corey, Corey, what oh, do you that's have? That's so good. Oh, man, but it's not as good as that. That was fantastic. Uh, uh, so we were forecasting, uh, doing a forecasting meeting with our CEO and board and everything, right, for presenting, hey, this is our 9 plus 3 or 6, but I can't remember which one it was. But we're, you know, letting them know how we're going to go and how we've been performing, all this kind of stuff. Very serious, uh, like to the point where I'm on Zoom but in a suit and tie, right? Like it was, it was serious. And uh, all, like I'm presenting, I'm talking, and, and all of a sudden Jonah just comes in, nothing but his underwear, right? And like... <laughs> I'm just like I don't I don't know what to do. I I, I try to shoo him off, and he kind of gives away. I, I think that all right, maybe people just didn't see it. And then all of a sudden, my CEO just stops the meeting, and goes, "Corey, what was that?" And I'm like, that's, that's that was Jonah, sir. That was that was Jonah. He goes, "All right, well, uh, good good to see you, healthy boy." I said, "All right, thank you, sir." And we just kept going. And I was like, "Okay, oh this my. is." This is it. Definitely not naked though. So that was I like I like that hair. That was that that, that definitely <laughs> here, would. Here, well, definitely here, here would. we go. go well, ahead. I mean, like we just had this conversation with Kimberly right before we started this of like, you know, when you're fully remote, it's just kind of like those interruptions, like it's really not a big deal. Yeah. Like cause my dog just bombs Zoom meetings. Like I was interviewing for this job I work at now, and this dude like jumps up and is like standing at my <laughs> desk with me. While I'm interviewing, I'm like, he might have gotten you the job. Yeah, I mean, and he just howls, and it's just like, yeah, it's a distraction, but really, in the grand scheme of things, like, it is not that big of a deal. Speaking of dogs, uh, I did not include this in our outline, so this is new for you guys. Matt Snyder, to that, to answer that question, he said the funniest thing I ever saw on a Zoom call was his coworker and friend had his dog come into the room in in camera view. And he just shit on the floor, like straight up looked over at him with that, you know, like, <laughs> this is for you not letting me outside look, and then just started dropping the heat. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's oh. fantastic. That's, oh, that's I mean, funny. That's pretty good. That's great. <laughs> okay. That's, I'll take it. That's great. Um, Matt, oh, that's thank good. you for your contribution. Um, I'm, yeah, there it is. Yep. We already read off one of Evan's questions, but Mr. Evan Tone, um, friend of the show, first of all, he says for everyone that works from home, who, who do you, who do you think you are? What, what gives you the right? Um, and then he followed that with a good chuckle. He did. He sent me a video. That's, that's like the second or third time he's used that on But here. honestly, <laughs> it, it applies uh, to a lot it of does. situations. I was going to um, say, I'm an entitled millennial. Uh, <laughs> Evan, <laughs> Evan, is a fe- not a, Evan is a driver that delivers, and uh, so he is, he is not nope. working remotely. He is grinding every day. But um, he's got a couple, like, just kind of, I guess, obvious questions. No, I don't want to say obvious, but just kind of, like, comical questions. Question. So we're going we're gonna, to rapid, rapid fire Evan's questions right now. He says, how much do you think you saved on gas and have you bought anything with that money? Because I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah, I've saved a, a substantial. Well, my commute wasn't that bad in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I put like two or 3,000 miles on my car yeah. like during the year of COVID. So like 
And I bought everything, Evan. Everything. <laughs> the answer is everything. How I bought so much stuff, you had to come drop it off at my house. Yeah. That's, how, that's how ooh. much he got. How, how do you think... That was a sick burn. How do you think the, the chair, the decor, and the spaghetti burrito appeared? Yeah. <laughs> it was all gas money that got dumped the $500 into the house. chair. There yes. you go. Oh, that's yes. funny. That was good. That um, was good. So he said, do you feel like you have more free time? Oh, yeah. Dude, you don't, like, when you realize how much time you spend commuting to an office, especially in, like, a high-traffic city like Nashville, I mean, one of the last days I was in the office in my old job, it took me an hour to get home from work. I was just like, this is a complete waste of my life. Yeah. Like, just, and, you know, I have so much more time that I can actually devote to work and then doing other other things outside of that that is just so healthy. You think about the commute. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Go ahead, Corey. No, I mean, it's, it's exactly that. You talked about your, your morning cup of coffee, right? And that being like kind of your center thing. I will say that's probably something I do miss a little bit is oh, that morning commute. Cause that is when work. I would have my coffee. Oh, that's when I would wake up. That's when I would get kind of get my mind right. Oh, I'm so and then angry. on the way home, it was when I could decompress, right? And I could try to not bring that oh. home with me quite as much. Now, I think I prefer it this way. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that that's the better thing, but I, I do, I had those basically two, cause it was about an hour commute for me. Cause I had to drive from, from Asheville down to Greenville when I was going in regularly. And you know, it was, that was my wake up time and my decompression time. And that's when I would jammed out to music. That's when I did all the things that we've kind of alluded to, right? Like that's, that was it. I would just um, scream at people. That's all I would do. I'd fair. get so angry. <laughs> There'd be no decompressions. Like you idiot. You yeah, <laughs> Nashville, Nashville traffic is not fun. Um, that's going to be so funny with that nostalgia thing is like what, what we tell our kids in the future. They're like, hey, guys, you don't, you don't remember what it was like, but we used to drive our own cars to work in the 12 morning. 12 miles up <laughs> a hill both ways. And they're going to be like, what's a car? They're going to be like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a Tesla, but you don't, you don't know what a car is because you just know what Teslas are. <laughs> All right, so speaking of cars, uh, he says... Uh, has car insurance gone down? I don't know how it would actually go down, but okay. Well, Corey's saying no, yes. No, it has. USAA actually issued refunds. Oh, USAA I forgot about that. State Farm, State Farm did yep. do that as well because there was less. There were less drivers on the road, yep. and they um, were still collecting all this money, but they weren't paying out for any accidents because nobody's on the road. I guess the people that were on the road. I don't know if you saw that story. This was early on in quarantine. Like the few people that were on the road. I don't know if they were just drunk or high or what but the the fatality rate per accident went up so much because i guess there was no traffic people were just i don't know driving home drunk or driving off the road i have no idea well i'm sure at that point Super fast, accidents maybe. are probably way more severe severe no more like yeah fender benders so yes. you don't have those kind of clogging That's, up so it's like if somebody does wreck they're yeah. just like leroy jenkins just getting in there. That's it. Leroy Drake. Okay. Um, his next question was, are you able to multitask more like working on one screen, but YouTubing how to fry a turkey on your other screen? Good I, do you I do that often. No, I don't work like yeah. that. I mean, the most I'll do is like, I'll listen to a podcast. Yeah. But even that, um, just because of like what I do, it's really, I, I usually don't listen to music even with words. Um, while yeah. I'm working. Because it can get so distracting. Well, when I was studying for the bar or, or just in law school, I was the same way. I couldn't have words because I would think about the words. And then I would start thinking about the words. And I wouldn't think about the words that I was reading on the page. Yep. So instrumental music was big for me. I, I can do it now. I guess maybe it's the nature of the work as well. 
I guess that would probably dictate what I was doing, but it's yeah. a good point. Um, yeah. And then his last one. I mean, this is this is an intriguing one. I didn't really think about, but I felt this when Kimberly was still working. But he said, "Do you, do you do the chores around the? Or I'm sorry, he says, do the chores around the house fall on you more because you're already home most of the day, um, or is that a thing at all? Yeah, I mean, but it's easy. It's like, okay, I just made lunch. Hey, yeah. the dishes yeah. need to be unloaded. I'll just do that really quickly because I've got time. I'm here." Um, you know, I'm taking a lunch break. I can go throw a load of laundry in, you know, it it goes back to like the distractions. It's like, is it really that distracting for me to take one minute to walk upstairs, take the clothes from the washer, put them in the dryer and then like not fold them, just throw them like on the bed afterwards. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, I do that all the time and it is such a big perk. Yeah, I, I felt, I'm not going to say I felt pressure because she never, like, Kimberly never was like, well, why don't you clean? No, I just, like, I got up, she left. So I was like, well, I'll make the bed, you know what I'm saying? And I'll do, I'll vacuum. And so, like, sometimes I would just have dinner ready as soon as she got home at 545. You know what I'm saying? You're so, so good. I don't know. So well, I, no, I, I it's cook, so hey, nice I to cook, be hey, a hey, young hey, married hey, life. Hey, 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 hey. Keyword, sometimes. Is that one <laughs> word or two? I guess that's two. Sometimes. Um <laughs> But anyways, uh, Evan, thank you for submitting those questions. Those are good. I uh, two, like those. two more little things before we like zoom out. But Josh Snyder said, uh, what is a job that you had in the past that you could have been done totally remote, but it wasn't remote? That obviously isn't yours now because you're doing <laughs> that one remote, right? Every job I've had since managing a beer store, I could have done remote. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did in some capacity. You know, like every tech yeah. company I work for, I would work like a couple days a week remote. That was always like a perk. And so oh, yeah. it's like, well, why can't I just do this all the time? And usually it's just because, you know, you can, but the company doesn't want to, you know, it, it's such a mindset shift to do that. Um, and it, it requires some thought, especially if you have people in office and people remote. So, you know, you have to put in conscious effort, but really every job I've had, um, kind of like in the tech space, I could have done fully remote. Corey, you? Anything? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't have done a nuclear submarine remotely. Yeah, oh, man, that, that would have been great. That one. I mean, I don't think that have, one would have worked. They don't have drone subs or something at this point. You know, we don't have drone <laughs> subs yet. We don't. That's that's when we haven't we haven't quite worked that one out. How to, <laughs> how to make sure those nuclear rods are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah, but that I could obviously couldn't have done. But the operational stuff that we had to do construction wise, like I had to be there for that, and that one I just couldn't do uh, remotely. Um, you know, but from a commercial standpoint and like once you get kind of, you know, a little up there, a little bit more management stuff and, uh, you know, it, it kind of made it a lot easier, uh, from here on out to really be able to do things remotely. I will say technology also has, has advanced. I mean, I wish I could have invented, you know, invested in zoom before, before COVID. Oh, yet. You know, be, man. There were some I, I companies. Really wish I could have done Yeah. That. There were some companies we definitely should have, uh, you know, thrown some money on ahead of time. I forget how much money did they make? They made like an ungodly I, amount of money. Dude, it had to have been in the like. billions. Like I it mean, had to have been pretty close. You've got to think about every company on the planet needs some sort of communication platform for their meetings. And Zoom was probably the number one. You've got teams, you've got other, other options, WhatsApp, those like, you know, things. But everybody knows what Zoom, Zoom is. Yeah. Everybody knows, it's, they, I mean, they, their brand was already strong before because you just knew it. Um, but then just oh, huge. I, I will say, I think like my favorite part of like early pandemic zooming was when people were like zooming with their family all the time. So they just like randomly join a meeting with like 
some not work name, definitely. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yes. It's like Captain Poopy Pants has joined the meeting. It's like, oh, <laughs> Captain, thank you for joining us. I oh, like Captain. My God. Or like some crazy background or something. Yeah. Or somebody plays a joke. Um, yeah. Speaking of poopy... Oh, I have seen somebody change a background to like a strip club. Oh. And, and make that them showing up and like have like a uh, dancer that pull the background. Oh, dude, that one was good. That oh, one got no. me. I forgot about that till you said that. Oh, yeah. That um, was good. Well, speaking of poopy pants, this one is not necessarily for you, Ben. So Tom, <laughs> Tom has a child. He would like to know. Question would be, um, for the other parents with young kids, uh, like less than five years old who are not in school, the whole work from home thing just put a whole new perspective and balance in life. Um, do I put my kids in daycare? Do you just create a space and have them at home balance responsibilities with your significant other? Uh, he said he thinks as he thinks that we as a society are going through a major transition with raising children while working from home. Not sure what the right plan is. Corey, that question is obviously directed towards you. I don't know what the right plan is either. I mean, I don't know if anybody does. I'll say that, you know, we're in a lucky and fortunate situation where a lot of people aren't, that Katie can basically dedicate her entire time to Jonah and, and doing that. Uh, but it's, it's hard. I mean, it, this is probably the most difficult time. And I say this knowing that I'm probably very ignorant and naive in saying the statement, but this is probably the most difficult time to have a young kid and be a parent right now. Because there is no telling what it is that you're really doing and what's right, what you're setting your kid up for. Exa- I mean, my biggest fear right now with all this, and, and he got to go to school the last like two months of, of this last school year. It, it's not been the educational factor, though. I am very scared for this generation educationally. Like I said, we had Katie that could teach him, so we were we were okay. But socially, I mean, like there is so much social interaction that these kids really need to develop that they're just not able to develop right now. That's been my biggest fear. I mean, it's it's rough. You want to try to do something, you know, I, not to relate it to the exact same thing, but, you know, Ben, kind of what you were talking about earlier with, you know, some of the apps and different things that you can meet up and do different things, you know, maybe find small groups, right? Small something to go out there and, and, and kind of do that. But it's, dude, I mean, you know, it's you came, you became used to having the dogs in the background. You became used to having kids screaming in the background. You, you just, that's just part of life, right? Well, kind of through, through COVID work from home times. And I think it's something that, you know, at least us and this generation of, of workers are going to be probably just pretty much immune to going forward. It's just you're just going to oh, accept man. it. So uh, this is a great little segue out. So let's zoom out a little bit. That pun was not intended, but it was well-placed. I love that. <laughs> All right. So this is brings up a great point. So you're been you're totally comfortable working from home. You have these other outlets or things that you're used to to kind of like connect you, keep you mentally strong. What what about kids who potentially we hope this isn't forever, but what about kids that potentially are homeschooled? They learn from home. They go to high they go to elementary school from home, they go to high school from home, they go to college from home, then they work from home. Like what happens to that generation that never has the the outside experience? <laughs> See, I think that's where, like, I think, if anything, like, especially the COVID stuff has really kind of shone a light on that Corey kind of started to allude to is that, like, man, the amount of times that people have, like, complained about, like, the cost of childcare, and it's like, oh, what are they even doing there? Well, yep. they learned. Um, yeah. And, like, I, I think Teacher it just salary. shows. Oof. Yeah, it just shows yeah. the importance of, like, and... I don't really know your fan base that well, so I may really rub 
some feathers wrong with Here what I'm go. about to say. You're good, man. <laughs> but like, I think this has been such a good case study of why like investment in public education and like nurturing of children is so important because all these people talking about like, oh, well, my kid's at home. They're not getting the social aspect. It's like, okay, well, let's do what we need to do so that they can have that experience because I think that's really important to go through to be able to do something like a remote job well. Like, you have to have that social experience. Yeah. And I hope where this is going is we've shown a light on the fact that, like, man, being a teacher is really, 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 and you're going to have to beat me on this one, really hard. Um, and they should get paid more, and we should be investing yep. in that space because we see the kind of impact it actually does have on children so that they can grow up with that good experience, good education, so they can be responsible, capable adults to take on a job where they can work from home. And, I mean, not even that, just, like, be functioning adults. I mean, your parents are teachers. Yeah. My mom's a teacher. Um, yes. I will die on that hill I, all day long. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, but hopefully, hopefully something like this will wake us up to to potentially change that system and, and make us look at our priorities a little bit more. I, I hope so at least. Well, just right? social responsibility. Yeah. You know, a big part of like working at a remote company and being full-time remote is like you have, you have a lot of privilege and this is a, a kind of a metaphor to like society. You have a lot of privilege and a lot of freedoms, but you also have a lot of personal responsibility to like, help the whole situation with to be able to maintain those freedoms. I was going to, I was going to touch on this cause it's hard not to, but the fact that we are all gifted enough to have spaces and computers and yeah. offices yep. and living situations that are conducive to successfully doing these jobs. Um, that is, something that should not be, should not go unnoticed. Kind of like you're yeah. kind of like you're saying, I mean, I, I think back to when I was taking the bar, my setup, Kimberly and I had our own space and we, I was very fortunate in that I could get through that process with relative ease. Um, but if I had been a, you know, 22 year old, 23 year old student who was on loans, who's living in a studio apartment that has terrible internet and I'm living with three other roommates, I don't know. I would, I don't know if I would have passed the bar, you know what I'm saying? And like, then you think about maybe a family that's trying to support X amount of kids or, or relatives or just family in general and who may not have access to that kind of connection to, to be able to do these things. So it's good. I mean, or the simple fact that we have Wi-Fi broadband internet right now. I mean, yeah. we're able to use this. There are so many people, especially like, you know, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to try to go too off political here, but there are a lot of people in Western North Carolina right now where it's super urban and they, they just can't get it. They don't have access to it. So when we yeah. had to go to this full remote stuff, you talk about, you know, some people getting left behind. They have no clue. Like they miss an entire year. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and don't know anything. Well, and that's like, I wish... I feel like that should have been one of the first things that came out of COVID was like, we see this disparity. Like that's, that's like one that I think everyone can agree on politics aside that like the age we live in, there needs to be like accessible internet yeah. everywhere. Right. You know? And so, yeah, it's, there is a lot of privilege, but there's also, I think 
a lot of opportunity now with these distributed companies to access people in those areas that may not have had the chance because they can't like up and move to San Francisco and work and live there because it's just obnoxiously, you know, overpriced. They can now stay where they are in a more rural setting and make a lot more than, you know, what the market there uh, will pay and be able to start to build kind of that, you know, family equity and like start to actually improve, you know, on the generation upon generation. I, I'm sorry, this is unplanned, but we're just the thoughts are flowing right now. We are talking, <laughs> we are on talking BS right now. So, do you are you concerned that not? You, I feel like all of us here are kind of pretty pretty socially aware of what's going on around us. We're pretty, you know, just we're there. Um, are you afraid of a generation that's detached from what real life? I don't want to say real life, but like other physical traditional jobs are like like construction or the restaurant industry or hospitality, like, do you, are you concerned there's, at all about people detaching yeah. from that kind of reality? See, I'm, there's always going to be a need though, yeah. right? Like that you're always going to have to have some of those things, but I am concerned about the detachment in those social classes. That's that. I think right? that's kind of what you, I'm getting you have, at. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're going to have people that have to do those kind of more essential jobs. That, I mean, they had, somebody has to do them, but then, you know, there's not going to be that median gap anymore. It, it, you're you're going to continue to widen that gap without kind of having a continual education and a continual you know structure and foundation for for everyone to to possibly better themselves. Well, son, I think I think Preston brought this up in his episode, yes. and it's probably he did like one of the things I'm going to agree with him on from that episode um, was you know he brought up like this idea of skilled labor is going to actually be the thing like everyone wants to do this like computer thing now because mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I can go make a ton of money and I can sit on my ass all day. Yeah. But where the real money is going to be is like skilled labor. Cause yeah. people aren't going to want to do it. And there's going to be, there's already such a demand for, it. you know, it's like and everybody decided to renovate their house over COVID. Yeah. Corey. And I mean, how much <laughs> like those people that you're paying are probably, making quite a me. good amount he, of money. He's doing a lot of it himself. But a well, lot of people paid contractors, though. You you're ruined right. it. You're right. You're ruining Ben's point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ben, keep going. No, like those, those skilled contractors, like that's going to be so in demand, and yeah. those people are going to be able to charge an unreal amount. No, and, it's true. And, and they can, but the GCs are going to be the one, the general contract, they're going to be the ones that are able to charge that amount. The people that are actually doing the work are the immigrant labor that are getting paid cents on the dollar. That's a whole that's other issue, the issue <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's. And the, this has been I've talking got, dude, BS. This is, this is where so I go. Much for like, this is where I'll go. <laughs> Let's do politics episode. No, no, like, uh, oh, hey, I'm, I could do that all day. I mean, uh, listen, I, I think you're 100 percent correct, right? And 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 Preston and I um, did agree on that point when we were kind of talking through education that there there does need to be you know some kind of furthering yourself past high school and a trade school that is fantastic. Because you will be able to set yourself apart, right? You will. That's that's definitely definitely needed. But you've, you've got to be able to manage holistically. You've got to give some everybody the same opportunity. Yeah, right. Well, and that's, you know, that's, that's a way that's bigger where shift. Me and Preston differed in this yeah. country that needs to happen. That yeah, you know, I was hoping this like year of kind of being remote, and I think it's starting to happen because like part of this great migration was so many people when they were told that like, Hey, you got to come back in the office or like, you know, where things are going back to the way they were. A lot of people are like, no, no, like we, we, we've thrived in this environment. Yeah. We're going to stay in this. And so like, that's, 
I'm hoping that it just kind of shows and like starts to actually push some real change and show that yep. like if you actually, you know, you can make a change happen and that kind of starts from, you know, and changes all of society because I think we're long overdue for a lot of overhauls that, you know, COVID and this remote thing have kind of it, highlighted. It's like it's like anything in this country or really just in life. It's like something new has happened. Things are changing and that will come with added benefits and and pitfalls, you know, the only I, constant is change, right? Yep. There it is. And we can either be like the music industry and just try to hold on to that dying horse for yeah. ever, or we can actually like adapt to the change and realize that it's different, but it's good and it's necessary. Mm. Or like the NCAA, we touched on that a little bit as well. They might, yeah, moving on. They going to die. <laughs> 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 Man, they're, they are hanging on. They're barely hanging on. Well, any uh, closing thoughts on the Great Migration, as we're, we're calling it? I like it. No, what's, your pre- mean, what's your prediction for the future? I'm just hoping that, like I said, this kind of started starts to spur a lot of systematic change everywhere because I think it's necessary, and I think, you know, as as this whole thing has pointed out, like there's some pretty pretty big things that we could change for the better that, you know, are not super political or, you know, that can give people this access to being able to do this stuff remotely or, you know, just more opportunity. And we should lean into that. And also Star Wars is better than Marvel. That's what oh, my, no. my takeaway was going to be from that episode. Oh, no. Any day of the week, Star Wars oh, beats man. You had to just Marvel. wait to the very he end came to right in. He, he came right in and off the top row. I didn't remember the, until you said it from the in, episode. In the but final hour, he comes. God. Boom. Oh, I'm just man. saying. Well, Luke now we're gonna Skywalker have to have you against back on, Iron so that Man. way we could argue. Luke Skywalker is gonna kill him, <laughs> absolutely murder him, <sighs> dead. All right. Well, Ben Harrington, part two, episode part two, will just be Star Wars talk. <laughs> oh my god! And why it's better than Marvel in every um, single way. Oh, well, let's man. wait. We'll That's wait till we'll wait till some series come out on Disney Plus. So there we go. They're living in the same space, which is weird. You're getting them all in the same same place, but yeah, I I thought this was a very fun conversation. Um, talking about I, I like the personal aspect of it as well as the larger societal um piece and uh thank you again to everybody that submitted questions tom evan josh matt kimberly lenny eli the icebreaker with the oh yeah it, that really i that got the blood pumping early and uh <laughs> i don't think it really stopped from there but yeah thank you guys all and lena i'm sorry i forgot you weren't on here because i you sent me the text but um thank you guys for submitting and uh Corey, you know what time it is. Yeah, buddy. Ben, we appreciate you, man. So thanks. Thanks a lot. I mean, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that we took away from, from this kind of conversation was definitely ad- adaptation, right? And, and having to be flexible and get better. And, you know, one of the things that I've had a lot more time to do with working from home is watching more documentaries. And uh, I'm really into the 30 for 30 shorts and stuff that, that ESPN does. Watched Bruce Lee's not too long ago. And so I've had some Bruce Lee-isms. All right, if, if you were in my head. And one of the things that he had said was, uh, notice that the stiffest tree is the most easily cracked while the bamboo or willow survives by bending with the wind. So I think if we can all be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more open, you know, that's, that's going to be the easiest way for us to overcome, adapt, and succeed. Good God, that brought me to tears. 